It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bengals added some depth at the defensive end position. Let's break down the newest addition to the roster. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to the show on YouTube or Follow anywhere you get your podcast so you know when we upload our content every day and you can join that first listen club. Going to dive into the Bengals' addition at defensive end, Terrell Basham, today. Going to talk a little bit about some news around the team. Joe Burrow extension reportedly being worked on. Not a huge surprise there. Teams apparently called T. Higgins, called the Bengals for T. Higgins. Maybe they called T. Higgins too. That's tampering. Uh, and they wanted to trade. The Bengals said no. We'll talk about those two new item, news items as well, and then talk a little bit about the reaction to Mock Draft Monday, James, and and a little bit of that mm-hmm. conversation around Bijan Robinson versus trenches and, and that sort of thing. But let's start with Terrell Basham. Terrell Basham, Kenny Zuckerman, his agent, reporting that he agreed to terms with the Bengals on March 31st on Friday. It's apparently a one-year deal has been around the NFL a little bit, has Basham, the Colts, the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Titans. Third-round pick back in 2017, 29 years old as of a couple weeks ago. And he will add, I think, great depth. I really like this signing as a depth piece. Great depth for the Bengals' uh, edge-rushing rotation. For sure. I think... The Bengals have done a heck of a job over the past week and a half. Think about it. Adding Sidney Jones, Irv Smith Jr., and now Terrell Basham. And Basham's a guy, you know you're getting kind of long in the tooth in the game when veterans are signing with your team. You're like, oh, I remember them during the draft. And it was years and years ago, and then you forget about him, and you see them bounce around. And he's bounced around a little bit, but look, how many times have you thought as a, a Bengals fan listening now about the Bengals' lack of pass rush late in the season or throughout the season? through different times where maybe Trey Hendrickson gets dinged up or misses a couple of games or has to come back early. And you're like, where's it going to come from? Well, they added another proven guy that can give them a little something. Now, is he going to be a game wrecker? No, but is he a proven veteran that can help in this defensive line rotation? I think so. And I'm a bit surprised Jake, because I, I wasn't sure. And I get it. It's not a huge deal by any stretch, but I wasn't sure they were going to invest any resources 
into the defensive line and free agency. And so it, you're able to add a guy that I, I think is going to be able to contribute in and be a part of that rotation, like you said. Was one of those two guys the Bengals had in for a visit last week. Street was the other. Yeah, Contavia Street was the other. He signed elsewhere. Carol Basham, Terrell Basham ends up signing with the Bengals. And you're right. He's not a guy that maybe is even active on game day right now because you've got Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, Joseph Osai, Cam Sample probably ahead of him on the depth chart. And in all but, I think, one game last year, the Bengals only activated four edge rushers. And so the path to a game day active with Jeff Gunter also competing for a roster spot, presumably, for an active spot on the game day roster where it's, what, 45 Right, man, it's really in the off season when I forget game day active rules. Um, it, it might be difficult for these guys to be active. It's, 40, it's 46, by the way. 46? I just don't get on you. Anyways, go ahead. Did, did that change? Anyway, um, the Bengals only activated four defensive ends for the most part last year with those guys. But when you do want the extra guy, Basham is a great piece to have. He tested well. Going all the way back to the combine in 2017, he ran a 4.7 at 270, which is pretty dang good. 88th percentile, 40-yard dash, 94th percentile, 10-yard split, 1.6 second 10-yard split on the 40-yard dash going all the way back. Had good, not great agility testing. Coached by Joe Burrow's dad. You can go back, and and if you search Twitter for Terrell, Terrell Basham's name, the top tweet is Joe Burrow in 2017. Get that money mm-hmm. at Terrell Basham. So there's that Athens connection there too. So a bunch of fun things. But as far as like the football aspect, like you said, it, it's a depth piece. He's a reliable veteran that you can put in there and and you can get some good production from as a rotational piece. And that's a valuable thing to have. It is. And I, I do. I think that's a, a really cool full circle moment. The fact that Jimmy Burrow – coached him you know since retired and it was able to to watch joe in in 2019 do what he did get gets picked number one overall and basham's kind of making his way around the league and now they're reunited and think about it jimmy's going to be able to watch basham play which has got to be cool for him to to do because he coached him and and so that's that's another cool part of this but yeah i think that there's a chance that this the Bengals, we've talked about them being a destination a lot. And there's no clear path for Basham anywhere. But maybe the, you know, on the roster as far as game day actives and all of those things. But that's probably the case in most cities, you know, in most teams. So what would the, the tiebreaker be? Could be Joe Burrow again. Could certainly be the fact that Cincinnati is a Super Bowl contender. Could be wanting to return to Ohio. Could be all of those things. And the familiarity with the Burrow family, all of them. So... I think that uh, the Bengals could be in the mix for some of these other fringe guys that are, ah, should, should I go here for 1 million or here for 1 million? And if like Sidney Jones was just, his cap hits under a million, it was 1.08 million. You're able to get him. That, that's a nice get. And so we'll see if they can get another guy or two. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they could continue to add guys like this, nice depth pieces that aren't necessarily big names, but could, uh, could give you some, some depth at key areas that you might need in the middle of the season. And what have we talked about 
we talked about it with Steve Radicevich last week, Radicevich last week when we had him on the show, the Bengals director of, of pro personnel agents calling the Bengals, the Bengals being this destination for, for one year kind of deals for veterans who are looking for a landing spot on a, con, on a contending team. Oh, Zeke's can, calling me. Hold on one sec. Zeke's calling me. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. You, you got to mute your mic though. So you can talk back to him. All right. All right. I will. Yeah. All right. So it, it's just the, the point in the, the championship cycle for the Bengals and the team building cycle for the Bengals where you have a chance to get some of these guys that are looking to capitalize, looking to, I don't know, rebuild their stock for one more deal, looking to try to win a championship on a one-year deal for, for cheap deals. And you can add good veteran depth that way. And, and the Bengals have really capitalized on that, like you said, in the last week or so here. Zeke, I, I can't reveal what I just heard on that conversation, on that phone call, but uh, quite, quite interesting. Maybe another return to Ohio. Think about that. Dun, dun, dun. All right, enough of that. You mentioned the Athens connection. Athens, Terrell Basham, Joe Burrow. Let's talk about Joe Burrow and his potential contract extension and the latest news involving number nine coming up next. But today's show is brought to you by Built Bar and Built March Madness. And yes, you can still vote at builtmarchmadness.com for your favorite bar or puff and be entered to win, well, a 12-month subscription to Built and have the best Built Bars, the best protein bars on the planet planet delivered to you right to your door for free. And 50 listeners, so one person gets that lucky subscription, but 50 different listeners, if you vote, will be entered into a drawing where you will get a free box of Built. So why not just go to BuiltMarchMadness.com and start voting now and learn more about the best protein bar on the planet. You've heard me talk about them here on Locked on Bengals for a long time. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. What you have to do to get your own box right now is vote at BuiltMarchMadness.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Joe Burrow's extension, a topic we'll be talking about until it's signed and, of course, after it's signed. And then we won't think about it for like 10 years or so. Maybe, maybe I hope five. you're right. I hope it's 10 years. Look at you. That That's an optimistic Jake take right there. Really sneaky. Sneaking the optimism in. But on uh, Sunday, was it? Today is Monday. As we record this on Sunday... Jeremy Fowler cited a source on SportsCenter indicating that the extension process is underway for Joe Burrow. No surprise there. They're hoping to get it done this year, three years into Joe Burrow's career. They're hoping to get it done long term. Again, no surprise there. Katie Blackburn told us at the owners' meetings last week that nothing is imminent, but nice to hear. Mm-hmm. that it is indeed underway. The talks have indeed begun. That was kind of the impression that we got and, and that we talked about when we heard from Katie last week. 
but some more confirmation that that is indeed the case and that intention is there. Mm-hmm. No doubt. It's it's good news for a variety of reasons, one of which is is the race. And there is a race to, to getting it done. Even if the Bengals want to, you know, ah, we're just trying to find the, the right deal for Joe and the right deal for us. Justin Herbert and the Chargers are doing the same thing here. Everyone wants to talk about Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert and the Chargers are doing the same thing. As weird as it sounds, the Bengals fans, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are having negotiations right now. Same draft class. And so the last thing you want, what, what if Hurts signs a six-year, $300 million deal with the Eagles? Well, it might not impact Burrow and the Bengals much because they're going to want to go, the Bengals at least want to go longer than six years. I can confirm that. But Burrow might look at that and say, all right, well, now I definitely want 55 per and because I'm $5 million per year better than, than Jalen Hurts. And so there's that. And then the other part is Justin Herbert. Oh, the Chargers gave him $55 million per over the next seven years? Let's just say seven. Well, not only if you want to sign me for seven, but I've taken my team to a Super Bowl and back-to-back AFC title games. Justin Herbert's busy blowing leads to Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs. After he finally got to the playoffs in year three, I want $60 million per. I'm not saying it's going to go that way, but those things can impact it. So I'm glad that they're having dialogue and, and hopefully they can get it done so- sooner rather than later because if Herbert gets a deal done, it, it could impact with the, the Burroughs uh, camp, at least how they look at it. I like how you talk about Trevor Lawrence so divisively. Blue lead to Trevor Lawrence, whoever Year that two. Is. Year two in the Jags, man. Year two, Would, Joe Burrow on the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, James. Is Trevor Lawrence Joe Burrow? The Jags sure think he is. I mean, from a draft prospect perspective, they're very close. Trevor Trevor Lawrence, I mean, remember, before, you, before anybody outside of Louisiana or Columbus heard of Joe Burrow or Athens heard of Joe Burrow, everyone was talking about Trevor Lawrence. Is that guy. And then Joe Burrow came along and stole that thunder. Things change. Yeah, things change. That, that's all I'm saying. I, as NFL quarterbacks, maybe Trevor gets there one day. But I don't think Joe Burrow blows that lead the same way Herbert did, I guess is my point. You would hope not. And regardless, that's how Burrow's camp would look at it. Is mm-hmm. This dude's well, blowing 20-point leads in the playoffs. Burrow is getting hit 20 times and still winning games in the playoffs. Yeah, and agent team negotiations are weird. I think the race is... A good point. We haven't really talked about it very much. I keep forgetting that it's a thing. You've mentioned it a few times, so good for you for bringing it up. But but it, it is going to impact things at least a little bit. I think, you know, it, it seems like from what we've heard from, you know, Burroughs' teammates, from Katie, from various sources, enough to suggest that they have a ballpark for where this deal is going to be there. They need to iron out some details. They need to figure out the structure. They need to, maybe the dollars need to change a little bit. Maybe the years need to change a little bit. Not sure, but it sounds like there's an idea of where the, the, the deal is going to be roughly and they need to iron it out. And mm-hmm. so getting it done sooner than later, lots of benefits there, getting it done longer than shorter, lots of benefits there as well. And we'll keep an eye on it. Anytime there's a little bit of news about it, it's worth mentioning because it's Joe Burrow. And and Fowler's report noted that, you know, they want to spread out the cap hit, obviously, and that goes down to the structure 
uh, talked about maybe wanting to get it done so that they can figure out or work on a T Higgins extension this off season as well. And, and there's obviously the franchise tag potential there. The mm-hmm. Bengals still turning away phone calls for T Higgins, by the way, James, no surprise there either as they maintain Duke Tobin's line, go get your own wide receiver, go get your own T Higgins. And also the team's reputation of being, maybe this is why teams think they're hard to trade with, right? They have this reputation of being hard to trade with and the GM surveys, the personnel surveys that happen. And, and you get that's that sort of insight around the league from time to time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because teams are calling them for their cost controlled young players. Like, Oh, you don't need them. You, you're not contending. Maybe this is what's happened for the last 10 years. Like you're not winning the super bowl. Trade me. Geno Atkins coming off his rookie deal. Maybe that's why they have, have a rec- reputation of being hard to trade with. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But I would rip them if they traded T right now. And, and we've, we've made our thoughts clear for those if you're a first listener, first time listener to Locked on Bengals, why trade T Higgins? The Bengals aren't in the business of trading T Higgins, and we knew that before the combine. That said, Jake, let's just do a little fun exercise just because. Let's say you're a team um, calling – you're the Bengals and you're, you're picking up the phone. What would you want in return for T Higgins? Like what makes you not just hang up the phone right away? And I'll start with the Packers. They were the team that everyone looks back at that 2020 draft and says, why the hell would you trade up for Jordan love? Which now it might make some sense with all the Aaron Rodgers drama, but trade up for Jordan love when you could have taken T Higgins and they passed on him. Would you trade T. Higgins for the 16th pick in this year's draft? That's what the Packers have. I'm just curious. Oh, you're thinking about it. Wow. No. I don't think that you can get a player at 16 that helps you win this year or next year more than T. Higgins helps you win. So how high do you have to go? 11, Tennessee? You're getting close. I mean, there probably is a price that I would take. I think, And that's what I'm curious. Is it multiple picks? Is it the higher you go in this year's draft? I think it's multiple picks. So 16 and – would you do 16 and 45? T for 16 and 45? Can you get get Quentin Johnson at 16? Really? Think? You think that he's – he becomes T. No, but like, can, can can you right? Can you get a one of the top two receiving prospects in the draft at sixteen plus forty five, and and you know the, then maybe you you think about it. The Bengals don't. I haven't. I haven't could, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't looked at Quentin Johnston closely enough to to say because I know the Bengals aren't. It, I, I think the one that they would be in on Jackson Smith and Jigba. He will be gone before sixteen though. Will he? I'm yes, I, I'm confident in that. It's a bad so, receiver so, class. So say and I think he's the best one. So would you trade T say he's not say T for like JSN and like pick pick 45, you said? Sure. Um I think and, it's close. I, I think that's close because Jackson Smith and Jig is really good. By the way, the other one would be Zay Flowers for me. I like Zay Flowers better than Quinn. He's not a T type, he's the exact opposite. But mm-hmm. Anyway, so so that's where it gets a little interesting. But generally speaking, 
Like T is going to be worth more to the Bengals rightfully than teams will offer. I would be looking for a haul of picks because he's a good number one receiver for most teams in the NFL. And those are hard to get. And it's not like you can really draft one this year, which is why like, you know, talk about trade him draft as replacement. We, we talked about the Tennessee example. Didn't work so well there. Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Um, it's hard to find that replacement. The Bengals hit on T. Higgins. I do trust the Bengals to evaluate and draft receivers. So there's that part of it where if they do want, if they feel good about targeting a receiver with the pick they receive for T. Higgins, they've been really good at drafting that position. You ready but, for one that's, oh, go ahead. It would need to be multiple picks is all I was going to say, because then you could potentially draft the replacement. You could, you know, maybe get a tackle as well and then get a tight end in the top 45 picks instead of stretching that over three rounds. All right. I got something for you. All right. And we'll get to it coming up next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Jake, would you trade T. Higgins? And part of this, don't let the cap part blow your mind here. Because there there is a cap element to it. Mm -hmm. But you also have to take into consideration the contract. But forget about cap space for just a second. Would you trade T. Higgins for the third pick and DeAndre Hopkins? There's rumors that he could be cut. The and third so pick? The Arizona Cardinals have the third pick. Yes. The, th- the third pick and DeAndre Hopkins. But you have to take that contract on. So but you said right. to not think about the cap. The contract, not the cap. Does that make sense? I don't know you- what the contract looks like exactly. I mean, let me see if I can find it. Um, because the third round pick, I would just turn around and trade for the third overall pick. The, the okay. third overall pick, I would turn around and trade for a haul if I could. Okay. Like the Titans talking about moving up to get him. So Hopkins, the, the team inheriting him, would get a $19 million cap hit and, and salary due in 2023 and a $15 million salary due in 2024. I think he would want a new contract as any part of trade. So there's that. But the team inheriting him right now isn't on the hook for anything. There's no guarantees, no guaranteed salary in the next two years for Hopkins. So, I mean, that's essentially, it could be as little as like one year of Hopkins and the third overall pick for T Higgins. I'm just curious. I don't think would the Cardinals would do I don't think the Cardinals would do that. No, they wouldn't. Um, but would you take it? We're I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, is, already. DeAndre Hopkins is pretty good still. It's not like he's done. He's not. And I mean this with all due. It's not like he's AJ Green at the end. I think he's got a year or two left. And then he might be done. Um, so there's that. And then it is the third pick. So, but, but that's. You honestly, answer the like, question. I, I probably would, but the Cardinals wouldn't at all. Right. No. So there's one. Yeah. Two, 
I think the Bengals would, but the Cardinals wouldn't at all. And so that that kind of puts the the bow on it because I'm not even for sure the Bengals would. They may say, what the hell can I get with the third pick? Yeah, I can maybe move down and, and have all these assets. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl right now. And I think that's where I I wouldn't blame them. They've never won a Super Bowl. They've never won one. I don't got to keep saying it. Get one. And so T. Higgins... Are they better with the third pick in DeAndre Hopkins or better with T. Higgins in 2023? You could argue, hypothetically, that it would be the third pick in Hopkins, but there's a lot of questions there. Hopkins' injury history, what you actually get with unproven picks and players and assets for the third pick. You have to make another move just to turn that into more. There's a lot of ifs and buts, and they know what they get with T. Higgins. So I could see the Bengals actually being like, it's a lot. But I, I think we're good, which it, I know it sounds insane, it but it would not insane. shock me. But but that's how much I, I think that's how much they value T Higgins and value wanting to win now. Because couldn't you just pick Jalen Carter or Will Anderson there? And and so that's the part. But okay, but are you trading are you trading T Higgins for Will Anderson? If Will Anderson is the elite edge rushing prospect in the mold of like the Bosa's, then probably. If you think he's that, maybe, but Ch- I think they thought Chase Young was up there, and it's not—it hasn't worked out as well. Well, he got hurt. Yeah. Anyway, but, but that's the ri- that's the risk of any of these prospects. You know what you have in T. Higgins, and I think I mean, that would be the Bengals' argument. None of this is happening. It's interesting. No, it's not. But it's—I yeah. think it would be that type of. There's no way the other team would do that for the Bengals to really entertain. Right. That, that's what we've talked about all along. I, I don't even know if that that. Are they hanging up the phone before they hear an offer? Do you think they're listening to offers? I hope they're at least listening I think, to offers. I think you always listen. Yeah. Because some team listen. might fall over themselves and say, here's two first-round picks. Well, but they turned that down for Chad. So, Which at the time sort of made sense. He was in his prime, but it did not make sense as the team crumbled. And he's my favorite player ever. Um but yeah, three and 34 is what they would say. All right, Arizona, we'll take your three and 34 for T. Higgins. <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would do that deal probably. Yeah. And then would you turn that into Bijan Robinson at 28? That's the fun part. Cause now you could have Bijan at 28. You could get Will Anderson at three and at 34, you could get the tackle. Oh my God. I'm just kidding. 34. You're getting the tackle. Bijan ain't falling to 34. I got I'm 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 happy to trade a future pick this year, by the way. To, oh. to, that, that's something that I'm definitely like trade up. Yeah, or to get an extra pick to you know trade a future pick oh. for an extra pick this year. Like a third for a fourth? Because usually it's a round different. Probably would have to, which which doesn't feel great, but uh there are definitely some scenarios where I would be okay with it. Some, not a ton. It would have to be for a specific guy. Talking about Bijan, though, we should talk about that at some point. Talking about Bijan, just want to shout out the uh, Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes podcast. They just did an entire episode going through the first round and and looking at every pick and looked at whether Bijan Robinson makes sense for that pick. Obviously, there are a lot of picks that it doesn't make sense for, but it as we've seen, and you've seen probably in your mock draft simulators, it's hard to find a landing spot sometimes for Bijan Robinson that 
-hmm. makes a whole lot of sense. And even yesterday, as James and I recorded our episode, there was some debate about, you know, the opportunity cost of passing on the trenches or passing on XYZ player for Bijan Robinson. Because of the nature of the running back position, more than it has anything to do with Bijan Robinson, the prospect himself. And uh, predictably, there were some reactions, James. There was, and we knew it in the time at the time. And there's going to be a reaction if the Bengals do take Bijan Robinson, 28th overall. And that's, I think that is a possibility. It's on the list of many that we can discuss over the next 20 plus days. The draft less than four weeks away. It's kind of crazy. That it's almost here, but there is certainly a chance. It might not be a, a high chance, but a chance that Bijan Robinson ends up in stripes. And that's one of the, the many mock draft situations that we'll go over. Hopefully, one of these big time tackles, offensive tackles, falls to us at some point, Jake, because so far it, it has not been the case. You could say Anton Harrison, I guess, but you know, there hasn't been a Darnell right there. Last week it was Kalijah Kansi on the defensive tackle spot. BPA made sense to me today or yesterday. It was Bijan Robinson. We'll see what happens as we continue these mock simulators. But I think I've made it known, and we can continue to to discuss it moving forward. About if Bijan's there at twenty eight, you have to really, really consider it. Depending on who else is there, there's no doubt. And I, and I think you do. And I think this is a bigger conversation than we're going to get into today. But the conversation goes into who are you passing in what situations does it make sense to pass on those guys for the elite prospect in B. John Robinson? Because there are some worlds where I wouldn't argue with you at all. And I, and I talked about Anton Harrison yesterday, and it depends on who you ask about Anton Harrison. The big thing there really is that he's changing positions, right? But on the other side of it, for, for everything we know about the running back position and their success having more to do with the offensive line and the number of defenders in the box and all these things and the running back himself, although the running back talent clearly isn't a factor in all of this. And what we know about the value of running plays versus passing plays, the value of running back targets versus what receiver and tight end targets, the value of blocking for Joe Burrow, all of these things against what a guy like B. John Robinson can do for your offense. That's a big conversation, right? Because B. John Robinson can add explosiveness to your running game, can add explosiveness to your checkdown game, is an all-round back who can be on the field for three downs for you, checks all the boxes as a running back. And these are all the reasons that you really like him there. It's, it's just a, a complicated discussion, and, and that's why you stack your board, right? That's why you, you go and you stack a big board if you're the Bengals. You stack a big board if you're going through these processes and you have a clear idea of this is where I take Bijan and this is where I don't. You, you war game all that out, and I'm sure the Bengals have or will go through those processes and those exercises. No doubt. No doubt. That, that's the part of the draft that I wish I was in. Yeah. I would love to be in their mock drafts and in their discussions and in their debates because – once the draft rolls around, the hay's in the barn. They kind of have played out most scenarios. Not not mm -hmm. every single one, and they have to play through some of those scenarios in real time, but it would be fun to, much like we just did with T. Higgins, talk about these hypotheticals and discuss it and get reaction and do those things with them. Maybe maybe I'm going to sneak my way in. Don't, uh, don't tell Bengals PR. Maybe I'll sneak my way in and, and just off the record, just observe. You got to learn. I, you think I'm stealthy enough to do that? You got to learn to shapeshift and turn into go. a fly to be on the wall. 
or something fly. like that. Yeah, real sexy. You're probably fly. right. I don't think I'll be able to sneak in. I, you know. I mentioned this. I think was it to Brian Callahan or someone else. I, I was talking to one of the somebody who works for the Bengals and saying, "Man, it would be so cool if you guys after the draft like put out." Some, yeah. some sort of like some of that peek into the process kind of stuff. I think the Colts did this once with Ballard or maybe they still do it. They do their YouTube series on, on some of those decisions and like just put out like a, a two minute short on a conversation that happens in one of your draft war rooms where you're like gaming it out. Like, okay, this has happened and this is, our, this is what we're doing. What, what do we do in this scenario? Mm-hmm. People would fall over themselves to watch that content. That's free advice. Bengals media team. I can't wait for that video to be displayed and put out there when they're looking there. 28 comes up and they're like, he's the best player available. He's the top five, a top five player on our board. And it goes on and on. And they take Bijan Robinson, 28th overall. <laughs> There's worlds where it could happen. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We're going to have a tight end round table at some point as well. Talk about, the value of the tight end position, what kind of tight end fits for this offense. That's some, some content we have planned as well. So plenty of stuff coming up. It's, it's draft month, James draft content galore going to be on this show until next time. That's going to do it for this episode of the locked on Bengals podcast who day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.